Welcome to Digital Marketing Musings. Each episode, we choose a different expert to discuss the latest and greatest in digital marketing. Today, we're interviewing Aaron Spice and Rachel Monfrey about the Merkle Q2 2021 Media Insights Report. I'm Gaia Reed. And I'm Andrea McCartney. And this is Digital Marketing Musings. Thanks for tuning in to Digital Marketing Musings. Today, we're joined by Aaron Spice, Senior Director of Digital Strategy, and Rachel Monfrey, Associate Director of Digital Strategy. With their over two decades of combined experience in digital, Aaron and Rachel have done it all. Search, merchandising, content creation, and PR. They bring that wealth of experience with them into their current roles, overseeing digital strategy holistically across accounts at Merkle. Welcome to our show, Aaron and Rachel. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. So what is the Quarterly Media Insights Report? So the Quarterly Media Insights Report is something we kicked off um, in Q4 of last year. And the idea for it came um, through our media strategy team. We were pulling a lot of these insights together for our clients, um, you know, for annual plans or uh, quarterly, quarterly meetings or even just clients asking, you know, for a POV on this or that. So um, as a team, we took, you know, all of the content that we were pulling together for the clients and said, it'd be great if we could take this, expand on it and scale it out to all of PMA. So that's kind of how the idea for the quarterly insights report was born. Um, and this, this issue uh, that we just um, sent across a couple of weeks ago is our third report. Nice. So it started up right in the midst of COVID. Yes, right in the midst of COVID, just as um, just as we needed something else to, to add to our list of workload. Um, we, we actually also ran a COVID newsletter uh, that was going out every week and a monthly newsletter. So this is, um, you know, a, a different type of deliverable, a little bit more um, in depth in the research that we include in these reports um, and then ensuring that everything that we are talking about in these reports, every slide has an actionable recommendation for the media teams to take and, and you know, apply to their clients. So what were the general themes that you got um, from the report? Yeah, so Q2, um, we cover a lot. We, we kind of start with the obvious, so planning for recovery right now is top of mind for advertisers across all industries. So we have a section on that. Um, and then we have a really unique perspective on social media and how social media is evolving, how the platforms are evolving, um, and kind of what to watch there in terms of some trends. Um, let's see, what else do we cover? Short form video, which has surged over the past year with the pandemic um, and just video usage in general being up. So we touch on short form video, um, buy now, pay later is something that um, has also um, grown tremendously during the pandemic with the rise of e-commerce even more uh, prevalent in our in our daily lives so um, buy now pay later is is something that we cover in the report and then we briefly touch on every advertiser's favorite topic the uh, degradation of third-party uh, cookies um, on google chrome and kind of give an update there you know for the teams are there any trends that really surprised you in the report? There was a lot, Rachel. You know, something that maybe didn't surprise me, but I think is really interesting because I work on a travel account, um, is as we move into the spring, summer here, 
and people are starting to gain confidence with you know vaccine rollout and starting to book vacations some of the trends around how people are looking to travel so you see people traveling in travel bubbles or travel pods um, there's this notion of a vaccation so people are getting their vaccine or they have their vaccine scheduled and then they're booking that big trip that they've been waiting to take for the last feels like forever but the last <laughs> year plus um so i i i really uh thought that those travel insights were interesting and timely you know as we move into the summer i found a lot around buy now pay later to be really interesting it really picked up during the pandemic and something that was notable was that shoppers across all different demographics are starting to use it i would have thought it would have just been gen z and some of the the younger folks but all ages are using it for all different types of purchases as well. Started out as just larger purchases, but now given um, e-commerce is as big as it is, people are using it to buy just about anything since we're shopping so much more online. I know that I've gone onto some retail sites and it's like a, a $5 top and you can do the buy now, pay later, and you pay in installments of like a dollar each month. It's, uh, it is surprising that even in, in the smaller uh, purchases that would be available. Well, that was actually and that people something, would want to use it. That was actually something I was wondering about if we're seeing it for bigger purchase items more or if it's across the board of just like anything and everything, the $5 top that Guy was referencing or like <laughs> the new computer. Yeah, it definitely started out with those bigger purchases like furniture and electronics, something that I thought was really interesting, which kind of shows what <laughs> some of our priorities were during the pandemic. Peloton um, made up 28% of a firm's revenue in 2020. So wow. <laughs> people definitely are using wow. it for those bigger purchases, but more and more it is for smaller. I don't I don't know about the $5 shirts, but definitely retail <laughs> um, clothing <laughs> is seeing an uptick in use as well. Yeah, oh, even cool. travel I thought was interesting. So we don't cover travel in the um, buy now, pay later section of the report, but there's this up and coming uh, trend of book now, pay later. Mm -hmm. So you can pay for your vacation or your cruise or your flight in installment plans. There's a couple of um, providers there that are moving into that space as well. Interesting. Makes sense, especially if, um, you know, prices for planes and uh, hotels are cheaper now and what were they called vaccinations or vaccation yeah <laughs> vaccinations yeah if they're if, if people are planning for that down the line and they want to like lock in those cheap prices but don't necessarily have the income stream right this minute to afford it it, it totally makes sense yeah very cool are there any other industry or vertical specific trends that you're noticing Another one that I thought was interesting, and this is kind of, you know, again, applicable to all verticals, but was the social section in the deck. So there are admittedly platforms in that section that I had not heard of until uh, we, we issued this report. More and more you hear clients asking about Clubhouse, like what's your POV on Clubhouse? Should we be looking for inventory in Clubhouse? How do you get started in Clubhouse? Um, this, this report gives a nice kind of lay of the land uh, in terms of what are those trends in social as people, you know, some people move away from the more traditional platforms like Facebook, um, you know, what are the kind of up and coming platforms? So you see Clubhouse, like I already mentioned, which is um, like a chat room uh, social network, but then there's music and celebrity, 
audio, video, lots of other um, options to explore. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what picks up and what doesn't, what Facebook or another, you know, like Snapchat and Twitter ends up buying or copying. Um, there's definitely a lot to watch in that space. What would you say, and I don't know if you have this figure offhand, but like from a gut check perspective of what market share all of those other platforms have right now versus your your Facebook, Instagram? I'm guessing oh, Facebook, yeah. Instagram is like 90%. Oh yeah, single digits for sure, I would say. <laughs> don't have the figure, um, don't have the figure off the top of my head, but okay. small. Okay. But opportunity to be a disruptor, right? <laughs> 100%. Any other uh, commentary or plugs for sections in the report or use cases that you're already seeing advertisers pull from the report and uh, want to put into action across their accounts? Um, you know, I think it's all great. Uh, I worked across a team of, you know, rock stars on this one, and you could tell that everyone was really passionate about what they researched and wrote about. Um, I think every section's great. You know, the short form video section was really interesting and it's definitely something that we're seeing become more important to engaging, especially that younger audience. So I think, you know, I would plug the whole thing. The um, iOS update and the third party cookie update, yes, it's a little um, less sexy than the other sections, <laughs> but it, it contains really important, actionable information for the teams to reference as these changes are ongoing and who knows what Google's going to announce next week. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's like this past week, but you know, it's something to, to keep up with for sure. Definitely. And cool. to kind of plug our, one of our episodes, we do have the cookie list feature episodes coming out soon as well. So have some information on that where we kind of do a deep dive. So in terms of COVID recovery, obviously still very top of mind for a lot of advertisers. Um, what really stood out to you in that section for recommendations? I think the biggest piece would just being sure that you're tracking it by DMA. Recovery is not going to look the same um, or happen at the same time across different regions. And advertisers really should be segmenting their strategies when possible to stay in line with what's happening in different states um, across the country. Very cool. So Rachel, are there any other thoughts that you want to share? Um, anything we haven't gone over, want to dive into more that stood out to you? Um, the one thing that I was going to note on the social section was just the evolution of the types of social platforms and the amount of time spent. Um, I thought this was wild and maybe I shouldn't seeing my own um, <laughs> reports on my phone of how much time I'm spending on Instagram and all other apps. Um, but on average, US adults spent 75 minutes a day on social, which was up over 16% from last year. This was for 2020 specifically, um, with TikTok actually contributing to a good portion of that uptick in time spent. Uh, I thought that was kind of wild just to, to really have it drilled in of how much time we are spending <laughs> on social and knowing too how important mm -hmm. of um, an avenue that makes it for reaching consumers, knowing that they are all there. Great. And that is it for this episode of Digital Marketing Musings. Huge thanks to our guests, Aaron Spice and Rachel Monfrey for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. us. <laughs> Stay in touch and let us know what you want to hear uh, about next by emailing us at digitalmarketingmusings at merkleinc.com. 
Also, if you have not yet already, please hit that subscribe button and rate and review us. It helps others find us. And please tell a friend about the show. Until next time, I'm Andrea. And I'm Gaia. Bye.